You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome to another episode of the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy. And as you can see, I'm joined tonight by Ben Aiton. Uh, ben, thank you very, very much for joining me. We are here to talk about the upcoming game against Leicester City. Um, the end of the international break, thank God, because we hate international breaks. First things first, Ben, before we dive straight into it. How are you doing, mate? You all good? Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. Um, looking forward to getting back to Championship football this weekend. Um, it's a difficult one for Watford, isn't it? Obviously, six games unbeaten. We beat Rotherham the weekend before the international break, 5-0. You kind of want to keep that momentum going, but we kind of had to put our foot on the brakes a little bit. And it, it, there's no tougher opposition than going to the lead leaders, Leicester City, at the moment. So it's going to be a difficult game this weekend, but I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, all good here, mate. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all good as well. Thank you. Um, like I say, just glad that the international break is over. Could have been a little bit of a nicer return, as you say, going up against no other than the league leaders. And we were just having a look before we came on air. And we've won twice going back to 2004 at Leicester. So that's yeah. uh, that's quite a horrible record at, at, the, uh, at the King Power. So, yeah. Um, obviously, if you guys watch the... 
previews uh, where we get opposition fans on. We usually chat for a bit first and then the guest comes on. But I'm delighted to say that we're joined by our guest tonight, Adam. Uh, and he is uh, he's here pretty much straight away. So we'll add him into the room. Adam, thank you very, very Evening. much for joining us tonight. How you doing, mate? No worries, Mike. All good, Mike. How are you, Ben? Are you all right, mate? Yeah, all good. Thank all you. Good. Thank you for joining us tonight, Adam. I Cheers really appreciate it. I know it's last minute as well. <laughs> yeah, just about. <laughs> um, I mean, Adam, we'll get straight into it. I mean, it's quite, you know, we you're back in the championship and I've, I've found it mad, to be honest, like the, the, the sort of journey you've been on. Just, just to give a bit of context, eight seasons ago, you won the Premier League. Seven years ago, you reached the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And as recently as three seasons ago, you won the FA Cup. And now you find yourself back in the Championship. I mean, I know it might be a bit of a, a long answer, but in short form, where sort of, where did it all go? Or where did it all start to go wrong? Oh, mate, it's a good question. And I'm still scratching my head wondering <laughs> what has gone wrong. Um, I think, <laughs> mate, I just think it's one of them we've lost players. Obviously, when we won the Premier League, we've obviously like Kante's, you drink waters. Um, obviously, then we've got Rodgers in, done a fantastic job. And then for some reason, mate, it just didn't, just didn't gel. I don't know what Rodgers were doing behind the scenes, but some obviously didn't click that season. We got relegated last year. I don't know if Ben's having a few technical uh, issues, but I'll uh, I'll jump in here. Um, obviously, as you say, you know Rogers was was the man in charge last season. This season, you got a new man in charge, Enzo Maresca. I think I've pronounced that correctly. Um, he's from the school of Pep Guardiola. So how has his start been judged by Leicester fans? And that might be the craziest question you'll ever get asked because you're sitting top of the league, but. Sort of reading behind the lines on Twitter and everything else. Yes, you're top of the league, but at the same time, are there maybe a few grumbles about his style of play? Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, um, I mean, I've been to most away games this year, and uh, we could be two up at Blackburn when we was, and uh, there's fans behind me, mate, going, "Oh, just get the ball forward, get it forward." <laughs> I don't think they quite understand. He's trying to change the style of play for Leicester. I mean, the year we won the Prem, as you probably boys seen, it was just one ball over the top, Vardy straight on the end. Unfortunately, mate, we've been we've been worked out now, so we've got to try and change that style. Um, and I think I think he's a great manager, mate. If we can keep hold of him, fantastic. But time will tell. What has your style of play been this season under Enzo, mate? Straight from the back, it's a bit like Man City, and <laughs> we're no Man City by any stretch. But it's exactly from the back. Let's play ball. Let's get it out wide. Use the wingers and let's let's drive at you. But possession's mostly our biggest ball game. Um, but I think our trouble is we just can't find the back of the net. I know we're top of the league and that sounds daft, but we ain't got a prolific goal scorer like probably other championship clubs have. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, you you mentioned coming into this season two players that spring to mind straight away who you, you've sold. You've got rid Harvey Barnes has gone. James Madison have gone. They've gone to uh, Newcastle and Spurs, respectively. However, something that I think a few Watford fans can sort of resonate with this, especially when we come down um, off the back of the 2019-20 season. You've managed to keep hold of a lot of players still. 
And I mean, that's probably why you're sitting where you are. And a, a player for me, you know, just the, the likes of James Justin, Wilfred and Didi, and that man on screen there, Kelechi and Ian Acho, for me, Ian Acho is one hell of a talent. And I'm like, from me looking from the outside, looking in, I'm like, how on earth have you managed to keep hold of him playing in the championship? I mean, I think Justin's injured at the moment. This is probably where you tell me he's not. Mm. But how have they all adapted to life in the championship? Because, like I say, to have those sort of players who would fit into any Premier League team to then go mm. into the championship, have they adapted well? I'll say they have, Mike, to be fair. I mean, the table don't lie. Obviously, we're top for a reason. Um yeah. Regards to Iniacho, I don't think he gets enough game time for us, mate. Uh, even in the Prem, he weren't getting that game time. I reckon if we gave him that game time, it'd be a goal scorer. He proved it at Man City. Uh, hmm. It's just one of them, mate. I, I feel some players have gone backwards, some players have gone forward. It's it's a weird one. Yeah, we've just got a quick question here from um, Paul Whittenbury as well, Watford fan. It says, um, living in Leicester, I talk to a lot of Foxes and the fans don't seem um, like they're on side massively at the moment. Mavadidi is a huge player in this league for Leicester, though. Um, let's talk a little bit about Mavadidi as well. Is he the standout player so far for Leicester this season? Yeah, mate, he's been class. I mean, I think he's a Derby lad originally, come through the Arsenal ranks as well. So he must be some talent. I didn't know who he was until we got him. Um, but yeah, mate, he's <laughs> decent on that wing. So yeah, well, why he's doing the job, I'm happy, mate. Fantastic. And one man that um, Watford fans and Leicester fans know very well is Hamza Chowdhury. Obviously, he was on loan at Vicarage last season, had a successful loan spell, wasn't he, Mike? Um, it was a it was a difficult season for last uh, for Watford last season, but he, he was probably one of the only shining lights out of the season. How's he got on with Leicester so far this season? Uh, he's done all right, to be fair, Ben. I mean, he started a few games, but I've come off the bench. My only thing with Chowdhury is, I don't know if you thought the same when he was at yours last season, it's, it's a red card waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> <laughs> but over, he's, he's solid. He's solid. He'll do you a job anywhere on the pitch, which is great, especially at this level. Is he Premier think, League yeah, material? He... Probably not. Mm, I, I yeah. think you need a player like that in your midfield. I mean... You know, Ben will completely agree with what I say here, but in, in we we've been lacking a squad in recent years that look like they they lack passion. And at the end of the day, whether you're Man City or an Accrington Stanley fan, you want to see a team go out on that pitch and give a hundred percent. And in recent years, we've not seen it. So when Hamza Chowdhury come in last season. You know, that, that was our first season back in the Championship after a really, really torrid time in the Premier League the season before. And we were sort of, as you are usually when you come down, one of the favourites to go straight back up. And I think, you know, a lot of our fans thought that, you know, we were in a position to go straight back up. And I think Hamza come in and we thought, you know, this is one hell of a, a loan signing. Uh, obviously, wasn't going to get game time with you boys in the Premier League last season. And he he's definitely... Like Ben just said, the shining light from last season, or the very few, uh, one half, uh, him and João Pedro definitely. But I think it's good to see him getting stuck in because you want someone like that in your midfield. I always think because you can have all these players that play these, you know, beautiful fifty-yard cross-field passes and everything else, but you need someone next to him that's going to basically, you know, be the battering ram. And I think Chowdhury's mm. 
done that superbly for Watford. Um, I mean, just out of interest, do, does he get regular game time for you? Because I know you've got uh, Harry Winks in the middle and it, I, yeah. I can imagine it's quite a contest for places in that Leicester side. <laughs> Uh, a bit, a bit of both, Mike. Really, mate. I mean, the cup games. Yeah, he started. He started last game, um, but he's in and out like a yo-yo. I mean, it's it's a weird one. He's been playing in the back three the last game. Mm. So when when he's when he's named on the on the team sheet, well, you're not sure where he's going to play. Yeah, it's you know, it's, like I said, he's been in the back three last game. So yeah, um, one of my mates, Leicester fan, and he said to me that he uh, he's been playing back there, which uh, which is a bit strange. He said he's he's played a couple of times as. Sort of like a, a wing back, uh, but yeah, the way that you, you're sort of being play playing at the moment, it's almost as if yes, he might be deployed at wing back, but he sort of ends up in the middle anyway. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's on that team sheet on uh, on Saturday. Just um, quickly, I mean, Mike. Yeah, uh, do you, Adam, do you reckon that um, there's probably more chance for Hamza to start in that central midfield on Saturday with Harry Winks being out? <sighs> Yeah, possibility, mate. Like I said, you you boys hit the nail on the head. He'll sit in there and he'll do you a job and he'll break up the play. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd put him in there personally. And obviously, he knows he must have a rough idea how you boys play. Could that play into our hands? Could it help us out? Yeah, it's a good I mean, shout. We've 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 changed the style up a little bit, so hopefully he doesn't you know <laughs> remember too much of last season. And you know, there's a few players still there from from his time last season. Even though Question for through. you, boys. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. Question for you, just quickly. Do you reckon you would have signed him if we had stayed up? Um, I I think we would have done. Um, mm. I I can't. I, I get mixed up between him and Keane and Davis in terms of. And Ben, you'll be able to correct me here. There was a clause in one of their contracts, loan contracts, where if we went up, we would have signed him. Was that Davis? Yeah, it was with Keenan Davis, yeah. Right, um, okay. But so, interestingly, okay. when we signed Hamza, Hamza Chowdhury, he only had 12 months left on his contract. But just before he was loaned out to us, he signed a one-year extension with Leicester, I think. Um, yeah. But I, I think Watford would have gone back into him. If Watford got into a playoff mix and, and tried to get promotion, I think we would have definitely assigned him. I, I loved him. He covered every blade with a pitch. And he's one of those players that gives 100% all the time. He, he's probably not the best technically gifted player, but he always gives 110%. And you need those players in that centre midfield. Yeah, no, I completely, completely agree. And yeah, like Ben said, I, I, I'd have gone in Freeman's. That, that's what we wanted last season. We wanted players that, that give everything and, and he was one of them. I, I mean, that game against Burnley, um, the two games <clears> against Burnley, really, he was he was a standout player. Um, looking ahead to Saturday itself, Adam, uh, again, might be a really stupid question. If you can nail it down to one player, though, who should Watford be especially wary of on Saturday? Ooh, that is a very good question. <laughs> uh, mate, if, if he starts, Vardy. He always scores against us. Always <laughs> nailed on. Plays on the last last man's shoulder and always, always gets a penalty against us. I'll tell you one to watch, though, lads. And this is going to be probably a shocker, I think, personally. Vestergaard at the back. Sensational season he's having for us, mate. Solid, lock of rock. Also, set piece. He's... he's well, he's massive. He can win ball. So he might be one just to watch out on that sort of side. That's interesting. A centre-back. There we go. Mm. Yeah, not normally having a centre-back to ones to look out for, but it's um, it'd be an interesting encounter anyway, Saturday. Um, 
Before we talk about score predictions and that, do you have any memories, like favourite memories of playing against Watford? Um, like any fixtures that have stood out for you? Obviously, we, we'll, we'll talk about our one, which you'll probably guess anyway in, in a second. But <laughs> any memories that stick out for you? Mate, I was going to say, probably the one I'm going to say is the one of yours. Uh, the playoff, when we had the peno, you've gone up, you're random bagged. <laughs> That's the mm. one I remember for Watford, mate. I know we didn't win it, but it just sticks in there. Do you know what I mean? So, just one of a special game, wasn't it? And, <laughs> yeah. Did you did you travel down that game? Did you watch it? We did. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Devastated. What me. was it like being in the away <laughs> end for all of that, that that crazy last couple of minutes? Wait, one minute buzzing, next minute sobbing. <laughs> 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 to sum oh, it in mate. a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bet you couldn't wait to leave. Um, but yeah, no, as, as a Watford fan, Mike, that's probably the biggest high any Watford fans probably experience, isn't it? That, that's probably up there. Well, for us, that's like winning the Premier League to what Leicester had that <laughs> like eight years ago. Um, that, that was like us winning the Premier League that moment, wasn't it, Mike? Mate, I, I mean, we've to be fair, we've been quite lucky. I know, obviously, at the moment, we're, we're sort of in a bit of doom and gloom sort of period with everything that's going on with the owners and that. But we've we've had that goal and we've had the FA Cup semi-final coming back from, from goal down. And but that will it nothing will beat it for me. Uh, I was I mean, you're about to show us that you were there, Ben, but I was a little bit further up in the same stand where uh, where Troy scored. And I don't know if you can see the top right-hand corner. There's a guy in the blue shirt. I'm looking, oh, yeah, I can see you straight yeah, away. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so just, just before <laughs> Troy's just about to fund the bastard into the top corner. Um, yeah, that was me. And then, uh, yeah, obviously ran onto the pitch twice, didn't we? Because well, we just lost our shit. Went on when down. we scored. And yeah. then, yeah, got it. All, all The pitch got cleared and then went back on and... I don't know about you, Mike, but that was a bit nervy when the long ball went forward and now Munya came to claim it. I thought, fucking hell, don't let this in now. Because <laughs> they almost, they went up the other end and almost made another chance. And I think, you know, we'd pretty much played over the allotted added on time as it was. So that uh, that was quite nervy. But uh, another couple of games for me and um, Adam, I'm sure the, the, the next season was probably uh, very, very good for you guys because, mm. because of what had happened... They put us on uh, Sky Sports, the early game, and you boys won 3-0 and you absolutely romped the league that season. Um, Chris Wood scored one of the most bizarre goals I'll ever see. Amunia cleared it, it hit off his face and went in. Um, we all knew that Knockout was going to score after that se- after the season before and he scored in the goal, the goal that he missed the penalty uh, and they you absolutely battered us and you ran away with the league that season. Um, and then two other games which stick out for me. The season after you won the Premier League, when you were in the Champions League, uh, Roberto Pereira scored an absolute curler uh, mm-hmm. in the in the picture that you can see on screen. I think Capu scored in the first minute, and we won two one. That was a that was a brilliant result for us, considering you were the reigning champions of the Premier League. Uh, and then one sort of more recent in 2018 19, uh, we won two one. And uh, Troy Deeney and Andre Gray linked up superbly. We got to the FA Cup final that season. That was such a good season for us. And I was at that game and I was in there 
the stand behind where uh, where Gray scored his winner. And uh, it, it was another one quite late on where we won 2-1. So, um, and I think Paul's mentioned it in the comments where Chalaba scored a rocket as well. That uh, 2013, uh, that was interestingly enough, that was the last time we won at the King Power Stadium. So 10 years ago we won. Um, so yeah, some, some real big memories there of, of Watford against Leicester. I mean, Ben, I know I've just reeled off quite a few. Have you got any earlier ones at all or have you... You you pretty much going with the same ones. Uh, yeah, I can't look past that um, the playoff goal, um, the Deeney moment. But I think with that Deeney moment, it overshadows the two fantastic goals that uh, goals that Vidra scored in that game as well. Vidra Mate, scored a lovely real. goal from Cassetti that fell over his left shoulder, and then he just volleyed it past Jamaica, and then got one in the other end as well. So no one really talks about those two goals in the, in that game as well, but. Um, other than that, the Pereira goal was special as well. Um, so yeah, maybe the the two two one victory at Vicarage Road. Mm. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, some absolute classics. And uh, annoyingly, they've all been at Vicarage Road. Like I say, it's not a happy hunting ground. The King Power isn't for for Watford. Um, again, looking looking ahead to to Saturday, Adam. What in terms of score prediction? Are you you feeling confident? Because at the moment you've I know you, you're still top of the league, but you've had a sort of iffy couple of results and performances. It sounded very much quite frustrating, again, uh, the game against Middlesbrough did. And uh, mm. a, a few Leicester fans had a few grumbles. So how are you feeling going into this one after a, <laughs> a, a week or two international break? I'm feeling confident, mate. Um, I just feel like it's a must-win game. I know mm. it sounds daft, but two yeah, on the yeah. spin, two teams what are what are catching us in the way. And I mean, you boys aren't far off. You boys want the win as well to get in that playoff spot. I think it's all to play for. I think it'd be a, a very tight game, mate. Really do. Um, I think first goal would be key. Mm. In terms of a, um, a score prediction itself, though, what uh, what would you go for? I'm going to say 3-1 Leicester. Sorry, lads. No, no. <laughs> hey, you got that it, early come on here and said a Watford win. We've, uh, we've not had that yet, I don't think. Or, uh, <laughs> ben, what about you? How are you feeling going into this one? It's just one team I do not want to be playing against at the moment. Leicester, who's on the back of... Was it back-to-back -back defeats for Leicester? Leeds at home, Middlesbrough yeah, away. Leeds at home, Middlesbrough away, yeah. Watford's away records is atrocious. We won our first away game um, a couple of weeks ago, but it took 295 days to win away from home. So we don't travel well away from home. So I only see a Leicester victory, unfortunately. So I'm going to probably go for a, a 2 0 Leicester win. There we go. What about you, Mike? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, we're on a great run at the moment, six unbeaten, and, you know, are we slowly starting to see signs of us, you know, what what Val's trying to implement clicking? Are, are we starting to see signs of that? Possibly, yeah. Um, we've got a few sort of injury, well, injury worries. Uh, one, which it's a bit of a grey area at the moment. We don't know the full ins and outs, but it sounds like it could be quite a bad injury uh, to, to Daniel Backman in goal. So, there's that problem. Uh, like I say, it's very surprising. I know it's only Tuesday, but very surprised we've not heard anything from um, from Val. But I suppose he'll he'll maybe say more in his uh, 
pre-match press conference. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see about that. But uh, yeah, do you know what? I'm. I know I've just been banging on about how poor our record is at, at the King Power. But do you know You're what? You're going to go for silly, like it's. Three 0 Watford win now, aren't no, you? No, 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 <laughs> not at all, not at all. I think we can go there, and it very much sounds like Leicester try and sort of they, they like to keep the ball as best as they can, and they like to pass it around. And I was listening um, to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, and uh, one of your guys, Adam Philip from Leicester Fan TV, yeah, he went on it, and he said that it can get quite frustrating where you'll have the ball. And instead of getting it forward at the best opportunity, you'll pass it around at the back and sort of look for gaps. Yeah. And yeah. we've done last season, that's we, we did that so much. And even this season, we'll get the ball and you'll think, oh, here we go. And then it'll go back to the goalkeeper and you start again. So I know how mm. frustrating it is, but I think we can go there and make a nuisance of ourselves. Um, so I'm gonna go with one one Ben. Uh, I'm I'm feeling confident. And I would snap your hand off at a 1-1. Um, I think Rajovic yep. is going to continue his farm form as well. Yeah, just quickly before we go into the next bit as well, Mike. Um, Mark Schofield says, is indeed he still injured? Yeah, as far as I'm aware, boys, he is, yeah. Yeah, so he'll be missing from a team on the weekend then, Mark. Sorry, carry on, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. That's uh, you, you just never know, you know, these things might play into your hands and... Like Paul says, a bit like Man City, you always think we've got to beat them at some point. Maybe Leicester, one win in, uh, in 10 years. Um, before we let you go, Adam, we always like to test the knowledge of our um, opposition podcast. And we like to play a little game. Now, um, the game is played for both. So it's, it's a game of, can you name who has played for both of our teams? And um, as you're about to see... Um, in, in the next slide, we do have a leaderboard. So currently, Sheffield Wednesday fan uh, James has got has named five players, and then uh, Middlesbrough and Birmingham City and Rotherham are all on three players, and then you've got Coventry City on two. I'm sure you want to beat them, uh, and then we've got <laughs> Leeds United on one. So we've gone back to, I say the 2000s, but. Uh, one of the players for us played a little bit before that, but he played for Leicester within the 2000s. And we found 15 players. Now, I mean, I'm not expecting you to name all 15, but how many players do you think right now you could name that have played for both Watford and Leicester? Oh, mate. From what year did you say? Sorry. Uh, I Well, I, I always say going back to 2000, but there, there might be a couple more that are, are sort of before that. But... I think saying going back to 2000 is, is definitely, you know, the, the 15 that we found, they've all played right. for you within that time period. Uh, I'm going to go Lloyd Dyer. Okay. Lloyd Dyer, there's one. Any more? Uh, mate, now you put me right on the spot, ain't you? <laughs> what, whilst you're thinking, Mike can read out all the stats on Lloyd Dyer. Yeah, so uh, Lloyd, I, I didn't know he'd won League One with Leicester. Uh, I knew, obviously, he won the championship because he uh, he, he always terrorised defences for uh, for Leicester in the championship. But won League One in 08-09 and won the championship in 13-14. Uh, 39 appearances for uh, 39 goals, sorry, for Leicester. 
265 appearances, whereas only the 16 appearances, three goals and two assists for Watford when he joined in 2014. And I was at one of the games where he scored one of those goals. Any others? boys. Am I allowed Chowdhury or not? Yeah, absolutely you are. Yeah. Chowdhury's, Chowdhury's another one. So you're on two. Obviously, he was on loan for us last season. 36 appearances he made. And he's made 100 appearances. He's come through Leicester's Academy, scored two goals, won the FA Cup in 2021. He, well, he, he got a, a winner's medal and the Community Shield as well. Um, interesting enough, I think he's from Loughborough, which is not far from where my mum lives now at the moment. So I know he's a local lad and uh, I know a, a lot of Leicester fans like him for that reason. Um, any more? Because at the moment you're sitting on two, level on two, two. level with Coventry. With... I'm sure you want to beat oh, them, mate. Don't you you got to beat <laughs> them. Mate. Come on, I've got to beat them, haven't I? <laughs> mate, I don't, I'm, 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 I don't really know. I'm going to go with Paddy McCarthy. Was he with you? No, Paddy McCarthy no. wasn't with us. No, no, no. no. We'll stick with the two. Okay, then. Well, Ben, do you, want to, do you want to royal through what you've got, Ben? Yeah, no problem. So we've got Ben Hamer, uh, current Watford goalkeeper. He's our number two at the moment. So he joined Watford in 2022. He's a free transfer from Swansea City. He's only made three appearances for Watford at the moment, but he, he is going to be playing this weekend because Mike uh, spoke about it earlier. Daniel Batman could be out for a long time with a head injury. So he looks to be our number one. And he spent three seasons at the King Power. Um, Danny Drinkwater, um, he, he came on loan to us from Manchester United, um, a former Premier League winner with Leicester City and Championship winner. Um, he made 218 appearances for Leicester. Uh, Lloyd Dyer, we've already spoken about. Uh, the next one's Tom Cleverley. Um, had a loan spell at both clubs, um, came on loan to Watford when um, he was at Manchester United, then later rejoined Watford, went on to be Watford's player of the season in the 2009 and 10 season. Um, and then for Leicester City, he joined um, in the 2008-9 season, making 15 appearances and scored two goals and was also in that team at one league one. Um, also, James Chambers is a right back that Watford signed from West Bromwich Albion for £375,000, made 106 appearances. He won the championship playoff final with Watford against Leeds United at the Cardiff Millennium Stadium. Um, he later joined Leicester in 2007 and made 27 appearances. Jordan Stewart, another fullback, um, played for both sides. So Watford signed him in 2005 from Leicester City for £150,000. He went on to make 117 appearances and he was also a part of Watford's playoff winning side against Leeds. Um, he came through Le uh, Leicester's academy me um, and made 127 appearances. Um, next one is Molly Waggy. Um, I don't he made one appearance for Leicester <laughs> City um, when he was on loan from Granada, and he only made seven appearances from Watford <laughs> when he was on loan from Undanese. Um, Chris Powell. Um, so he played for Watford in the Premier League during the 2006 and seven season, making 18 appearances. He um, later joined Leicester City following his um, end of his contract from Watford, making 26 appearances. Mark Yates um, played for Watford in 2011 um, from Sheffield United, making 66 appearances, seven goals, 19 assists. And then um, he played for Leicester City to, during the 2007 and eight season appearances, nine and one goal. 
Kevin Phillips. Um, it came. Um, Watford signed him from non-league side Bulldog Town in 1994. Uh, he made 59 appearances and scored 24 goals. He joined Leicester City on a short-term contract in 2014, um, making 12 appearances and two goals. Also was part of the championship winning side that got promoted to the Premier League. And four other players that also played for um, both Watford and Leicester. Um, Gareth Williams, Collins Johns, Wayne Brown and Trevor Sinclair. Trevor Benjamin. Trevor uh, Sinclair. Yeah, Tre- Trevor Benjamin. <laughs> I'll let you off then because it didn't sound like you took a breath there. So I'm breathe. I'm relaxed. Um, so yeah, no, you're on uh, you're on two now. So uh, level on points with Coventry. So you'll have to share the bragging rights for that one. But um as we, we don't usually do this, uh, managed both teams because when me and Ben were having a look at teams, uh, players that played for both, um, it was quite interesting to know that you're, you've you got a few managers who have sort of won things with you who have actually been at Watford as well. So I think the first one which we've got is uh, is no other than Nigel Pearson. Pearson. Now, Pearson, for I know he's a legend with you guys and a lot of people say yeah. he sort of built the foundations for that Premier League winning side, but... He, he shored things up so well. I say so much when he come in for us. We still got relegated, but we sacked him before the end of the season. So, you know, just quickly, how much of a legend is Pearson down at Leicester? Oh, massive legend, mate. Yeah, I mean, look what he'd done. League One took us up and kept us in the Prem, mate. <laughs> in a nutshell, he's yeah, he's a legend. You need to start you outside, mate, for sure. Mm. They, yeah. they talk very highly on Pearson as well, from what I've heard. Is that mm. I know that when you won the Premier League, they're basically saying that was Nigel Pearson's team, wasn't it? It's what Winning he built. Team. And yeah. Ranieri just sprinkled his magic, and uh, the rest is history. Mm. 100%, mate. Totally agree. I mean, I'd take Pearson again today, mate, if, if we had to. That's how much I he means to Leicester. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit cheesed that he got, he got the sack from Bristol, to be fair, mate, because I thought he was doing all right for them. So, yeah, yeah, I thought that. I, I, I have to agree. Um, like you say, you take him now. He's, uh, he's in a job. So, but yeah, he, I think he was very unfairly dismissed at, at Watford. I mean, all those rumours about the punch up with Adam Messina and all that bollocks. I don't know how true it was, but <laughs> he, 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 he was just someone that he, he almost give off the vibe that he come in and he just simplified things. I think mm. the, the way that football's heading at the moment, or, or the way that it's gone, certainly now. You know, all these philosophies and playing this way and playing that way. Sometimes you need a character like Norwich who's been in the game for years. He comes in and says, right, this is your job. This is your job. This is your job. Simple as that. And it's, you know, no-nonsense stuff. And you can tell, you know, I, I certainly wouldn't want to get on the wrong end of him because he, he looks out, he gives, he, he looks like he gives out one hell of a bollocking in, uh, in the changing room. And, Back then, we, we needed that. I mean, like I say, he come in, didn't he, Ben, in that uh, dreaded 19-20 season. And, you know, we beat Manu at home under him. Uh, I think we beat Aston Villa at home under him as well. That was a, that was quite an important game for us at the time. Uh, we did also lose to Villa away, which was a bit annoying. Liverpool, we beat them at home. So, you know, the, the, the results in which he got, you know, I know the stats there, 22 games, won seven, drawn five and lost ten. But he, he definitely he, he definitely looked like he shored things up to start with. I mean, 
Ben, I know this is all hindsight is a beautiful thing and that, but do you think if we'd have kept him on for that, what was it? Was it Man City and Arsenal we had left to play? Do you think we would have had a fighting chance of staying up then? Hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Because mm. I also I like to bring it back to if COVID didn't happen, I don't think Watford would have got relegated that season. I think we would have... Yeah. We would have stayed up if Delafayu didn't get injured against Liverpool. We would have stayed up, but if, I also if the do. Whole think technology worked at Aston Villa. We would have stayed up. Yeah, yeah, but also I think if if we gave Pearson the opportunity in those last two games, I think we would have had a better chance of survival than what we did with Hayden Mullins as a caretaker manager. So it was such a strange decision by Gino Posso, but we're used to it by now, aren't we? Um, we, we know what's, what's coming whenever there's a um, a run of bad results. So, yeah, it didn't really surprise me. But, yeah, Leicester legend, isn't he? He, he mm. won the championship with them and then kept him up when they were bottom at Christmas. Were you the first side that was bottom at Christmas that stayed up as well? Yeah, with, with Big Nige, yeah. 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 No, That's what I mean. Yeah. With Nige, with, you knew what you are getting with him, lads. And I think I don't think he's quite there to be a Premier League manager in top half. I think he's, enough, he's like a Sean Dyche to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He'll, yeah. he'll keep you up above that line, but I don't think he can push you any further. Definitely, yeah. That, no, both both fan bases uh, really like Big mm. Nige, so yeah, I think he will go down well um, with everyone. But the next one, Mike, that I'm going to bring up now is Watford fans don't really like him. It would be good to get your opinion on him. He's obviously won trophies at um, Leicester City, and it's Brendan Rodgers. Um, Watford mm. fans absolutely despise a guy. Purely because he, He's a Judas we gave him oh, his, we gave him, we gave him his first managerial <laughs> chance. Um, he managed to keep Watford up in the championship. Had a good season with Watford, and then he promised that he was going to stay loyal with the club, wasn't he, Mike? And then two days yeah. later, there was a reproach from Reading. He packed his bags and he left. And we've we've seen this with Brendan Rodgers before, haven't we, Mike? With with other clubs as well. Um, whenever another club comes sniffing around, it's the first one out the door. So that's why Watford fans don't really like him. But um, talk to us about Brendan Rodgers, um, Adam. How has he gone down with um, Leicester fans? Obviously, last season was was tricky, and uh, has that maybe damaged his um, reputation with the fans? 100% mate I think you hit it on the head of nowhere you think he's going to be loyal and then jogs on but I, I, I'm i not a massive fan I mean everyone say yeah he won the UFA Cup but I'd, I'd, I didn't rate him muchly mate to be honest he never had a plan B he never played the players who Enzo's playing today i.e. Vestergaard he brought him in mate and never even played him and then we're struggling for centre-halves near the, near the end of the season we didn't have no centre-halves and he still weren't playing him do you know what I mean you've surely you've got to have a plan B mm, yeah I reckon if we sacked him before, mate, and took Dean Smith prior to sacking him, we would have stayed up. Well, there we go. Uh, I mean, like Ben said, to, I mean, I don't like him. Yeah, I just don't get... I, I know they say there's no loyalty in football, and the problem is you get characters like, you know, Troy, for example. I mean, look, his name's a bit... Uh, leaves a bit of a sour taste in Watford fans' mouths after recent comments he's made on podcasts, and Obviously, he had the opportunity to join you boys. But, you know, you like to think he stayed with Watford all them years when he quite obviously was fancied by other clubs and, and had the, the, the chance to go. But then you get people like Brendan Rodgers that, like Ben said, yeah, I'm, I'm staying with Watford. I'm looking forward to what's next. 
you know, Reading call, you fancy, yeah, absolutely, where do I sign, get me there now, and it's just like, mate, don't be a twat, but he's he's uh, he's made his bed and he has to lie in it, and, you know, he's, he's back in um, Scotland now, I mean, it's League One football, isn't it? You know, I could probably go over there and win, win something with Celtic, for fuck's sake, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, um, and the next one is you know, a Leicester legend. I'll, I'll say he won you the Premier League for God's sake. I mean, I think I, I actually got sort of told off a little bit in our group chat when I when I sort of gave my thoughts on him because and maybe I was being a bit harsh, but I sort of said when they, we were chatting about Ranieri a couple of weeks ago and I said. Why, why do people miss him? You know, he was shit. I mean, look at that record there. 14 games he managed for Watford. He only managed to win two of them. He drew one and lost the other 11. He was only in charge for three months. But I suppose when you look back on his time at Watford, um, you know, I mean, the two wins were quite emphatic. It was 5-2 away at Everton and 4-1 at home to Man U. And you could sort of see what he was doing. I mean, Dan Gosling did an interview and he uh, he really didn't like him. But um, you could sort of see what he was doing in three months. Is no no time to do that. His first game was at home to Liverpool, which we lost five now. And you know maybe he was the right manager at the wrong time. But for you boys, he just and I, I always use Leicester as an analogy in terms of how you have to be in the Championship because and I'm sure you won't mind me saying this, Adam, and you probably agree to mm. a certain extent. It, weren't, it wasn't as if you were blowing teams away week in, week out. It was, you was doing the, you were doing the bare minimum to get the job done. Like, you were you were holding out for those 2-1 two, two wins or nicking a 1-0 here. And it's not like you were going every week winning 3-0, 4-0, 3-0, 4 you, you were grinding it out and you have to do that. And Rani yeah, Aaron, basic, that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I uh, totally agree with you there, mate. Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the story, I know we've just said it, it was largely down to probably the foundations of what Pearson did. But, um, I mean, it, it, did it end a bit sour for him, Adam, his, his sort of last few moments at Leicester? Or? To, be honest, though, to be honest, mate, I was a bit pissed off that they sacked him. I mean, I don't mm. think he got a fair whip. You know, he's... You won the Premier League, mate, and then you sacked him. Like I think it was ten games in or something. Even might have been less than that. So, mate, come on, it's just when you the Premier League, and that's how we repay it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm a bit. Mm. Come on, I would rather have seen. I would like to have seen him have a few more games just to yeah. see what he would have done. Um, but again, we've, we've mentioned it. I reckon he'd come off a Pearson, off a Pearson team and a Pearson winning team. So, absolutely, he's a le- still a legend at the club, mate. He's still done it. So, yeah, you won't, you won't be seen again. I think that's that's very similar, actually, to what he's just said, Ben, to uh, Javi Gracia. You know, obviously, Gracia got us to the FA Cup final and, um, you know, quite a, a feat for us. We'd not done it in however many years and, you know, however many games into the next season and, and, and he's been given the sack. So, you know, a lot of people uh, sit on the side of he should have been given more time and then a lot of people sit on the side of he, he was given enough time and he clearly wasn't working. So, 
yeah, it's uh, a lot of similarity. It shows that there's no them. sentiment or loyalty in football really anymore, really. You don't really get appreciated for the work you've done in a previous season. If you're off to a, a bad start to the season, these owners nowadays are just trigger happy, aren't they? But it's, it's an investment for them and it's a business. And whenever they see a side struggling, whether regardless of what they've done the previous season, they get a bit jittery, don't they? And I think Watford and Leicester are good examples of that with Ranieri and then um, Javi Gracia for us after that FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah, I completely, completely agree. Uh, and, you know, it's to, to see uh, a team like Leicester back in the, the Championship after everything they've been through is, uh, is pretty crazy. Uh, great <laughs> comment there from Shane. Ask the Leicester fan, can Watford have Vardy on loan? Do you know what, though? I... <laughs> I, I, Vardy always scores against us. I should have looked at his, his personal stats against Watford because I reckon we're probably one of the teams he scored most goals against because he always, always scores against us. But we'd find a way to ruin him, um, as, as we do with most players. But, Adam, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, are, are you making the? Uh, are, you, are you going to the game on Saturday? I am, mate. Yes, I am, yeah. You are brilliant. Uh, we always ask um, when we're playing away as well. Where do you recommend uh, our fans go for a drink? Where, where's he uh, away pubs? Which way do I want to send you? Mate, there's plenty around the ground. It's all it's all uh, fan friendly, mate, for both teams. So you'll be sound. There you go. If you if you're making the trip to Leicester, stick around by the ground. And yeah, it's. Uh, if, if you get your head kicked in, it's Adam's fault for saying it's fun for me. But no, I uh, appreciate you coming on tonight, Adam. And Cheers, other than the two games against us, we uh, uh, listen, as far as I'm aware, mate, you, 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 you're halfway packed to the Premier League. So uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, mate, and, uh, and take it easy. And you, boys. Thanks for having me on, Cheers. boys. Hope no worries. Nice take one. It. Cheers, Adam. Thank you, mate. Cheers, boys. Take yeah. care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Thank you. So there we go, Ben. There we go. Leicester's opinion or Leicester's viewpoint, I should say. Uh, and yeah, it's, I think, I just want to highlight this comment here, Ben. Mark, who's a, who's a regular viewer recently, actually. So, Mark, I don't know how you found us or anything like that, but thank you for uh, for commenting and uh, subscribing to us as well, because I got a notification to say you'd subscribed. And thanks for your comments as well. Um, yeah, he called it a must win, Ben. And that surprises me because they're absolutely romping the league. I know they've just come off the back of two defeats and they'll want to get back to winning ways, but I'm not sure it's quite a must-win from their side. I think they can afford to maybe drop a, a few points here and there. But do you think, Ben, we could perhaps portray that sort of thought process from Leicester and use it against them? Because they're thinking, right... We've just had two shit results. We've got to win on Saturday. And all the pressure's on them. If they don't start well, if they mess up, we could maybe use that negative energy from the home crowd and use it in our favour. Or are you just thinking, uh-oh, we've got Leicester. What is going to happen? <laughs> That's exactly it. I, I just think Leicester fans at the moment, they've had the back-to-back defeats 
they're going into this, and if Watford get an early goal at the King Power Stadium, it it changes absolutely everything. You'll probably see the fans get a little bit restless. They might be moaning and groaning, and I think that will play into Watford's hands massively. Even if we keep it nil-nil going into half-time or something, Leicester fans will be turning up expecting to beat Watford. Watford are a championship side. Leicester they believe they should be in the Premier League and I think they should be as well. It was just unfortunate last season with how they ended up getting relegated. But I, I think that we can maybe use this into our advantage, but we just got to stay strong. And I think our defence is all right. Our defence has done a good job lately. Um, it's just nicking that goal up the other end. And do we have enough to get that goal, Mike? Well, this is it. You know, we, we don't score well on the road. I know, you know, recently we've sort of picked up the scoring full stop, whether it's at home or away uh, in the league. But uh, yeah, away from home is, uh, is a little bit hairy. I'm just going to read a, a few stats out. We uh, we won't be live for much longer. So just whilst we, we're sort of chatting for these last couple of minutes, get your score predictions in the comments, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube. We'll shout them out. Uh, let us know your goal scorers as well. Where I, stuff like that fascinates me. I, I like to know what people are thinking. Um, but in terms of the away form, Ben, I just want to read something out. We're 18th um, in the away form table. We've played seven games and picked up six points. We've scored five goals away from home and conceded 10. Um, and Three of them the being re- in one game at Coventry. <laughs> yes. Compared to the rest of the league, though, 10 is not that bad. Southampton have conceded 12. Uh, Blackburn have conceded 12. Leeds are on 10. Um, Middlesbrough are on 16, Norwich are on 20, but then again, they've scored 17 on the road. So, yeah, it does worry me in terms of where the goals are coming from on the road. Um, I mean, Leicester have the third best, uh, well, the second joint best home record in the league, 18 points from uh, eight home games, and they've only conceded four at home, which, as I'm scrolling through now, is the best in the league. So <laughs> we're probably one of the lowest away scorers in the league up against the best home defence in the league. So, it. But with that said, they've only scored 11 at home. So, you know, that's not exactly massively, you know, high scoring. But it's all about, for me, Ben, keeping the game nil-nil as long as possible. Keep them at arm's length, frustrate the home crowd. As Paul Whittenbury says here, Leicester fans are very negative. They struggle to get behind their team and players feel it. They remind me of, uh, they remind Paul of us under Ivich. The table tells a different story to their performances. And uh, interestingly, Paul's gone for a 2 1 Watford win. Hoots and Portiers. Uh, that would be something uh, if, if that was the case. But yeah, um, I, I think for me, Ben, we've got to go there with a game plan of frustrate them, suffocate them, because it sounds like they like to have a lot of the ball and they like to pass it all at the back and, you know, the build-up and everything else. Pretty much what we get pissed off at Watford doing, playing it at the back, playing it here and not really having that final product. If we can frustrate them and suffocate them as, as much as we can, if the game's nil-nil for a long period of time, all it takes is that... Um, all it takes is one break. You know, we've got to use players... You know, Aspria, uh, for example, you know, maybe Tom Ince can use his, his nous in the league, Jake Livermore, uh, Matthias Martins, you know, players that can frustrate them 
and hopefully we can uh, we can use that to our advantage. As you just highlighted there, Jess said, they'll be keeping those stupid clappy things in their pockets on Saturday. Um, just before we finally wrap it up, Ben, in terms of your team prediction, uh, I've done mine on FanHub. If you have, if you guys haven't done yours on FanHub, make sure you do. Uh, and if you're not on FanHub, make sure you pull your bloody finger out and get on FanHub. Uh, because we have got a golden ticket code, meaning that if you download the FanHub app, then you will be put into a waiting list. But we have a golden ticket link, which is VOI hyphen TY6. So if you use that, you'll get straight in. But Ben, in terms of your predicted 11, have you done it yet? Uh, if you haven't, why? And secondly, if you have, what is your starting eleven prediction? I'm currently doing it at the moment, as you just tell you what, then, to, spare, to um, spare your blushes, I will go first because I have done mine, I have done the homework, and I have prepared. So I'm going to hold it up to screen here. So as you can see, I say that the, the missus dressing like fucking dressing table lights are getting in the way. Um, so I have gone with Hamer in goal. As as I say, we I don't for one minute want to sit here and pretend that we know something. We don't. We're just going off what we've heard on Twitter. It is meant to be a little bit more serious than just concussion, but we don't know what yet. Uh, hopefully more will come out when uh, Valerian Ishmael does his uh, post-match or pre-match press conference. I can't get my words out tonight, man. Um, Ben Hamer in goal, back four of Jamal Lewis, Wesley Hoot, Ryan Porteous and Ryan Andrews. Jake Livermore keeps his place in the middle. Ishmael Kone and Kayembe. And then I will have Ken Semmer over on the left, Yasser Espria over on the right, and I'm going Ryovic. So Porteous is keeping his place. Uh, even if CRL was fit, I think Porteous had a solid game, albeit it was against Rotherham. But he had a solid game and him and Hoot looked at their best. Uh, and Ryovic, for me, you just, as as much as he might split the room, you just can't have a striker who scored two goals in the previous game and then put him on the bench the next game. Um, shoot me if you may. But, yeah, that that's that's me. Um, have you got a team together there, Ben? Yeah, I've done my team now. Um, so... Good. Looking at it, I don't think I'm going to make many changes to the team okay. at all. I think, if anything, I'm just going to make one change to the team that beat Rotherham United 5-0 uh, last time out. Yeah. And that would be, I would take out Yasser Espria and okay. I'd bring in Mateus Martins um, because I'm sticking with Ryovic up top. So I, I, I would want a little bit more pace, um, especially for a counter-attack because Leicester are going to have a lot of possession. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put Martins into the team. And also, Yasser, he, he went away and featured for Colombia or was got a call up as well. And it's a, it's a bloody long way for flights there. <laughs> Martins wouldn't have had to deal with that this week. So he might be a little bit fresher. So that's that's what I've, I've, I've gone with. So I'm keeping the same midfield three, the same back four, same goalkeeper. Rivic, I think he's going to keep his spot with the, the two goals he got last week. Uh, if anything... If if I was picking a team, I think I'd probably go for Bio in this game purely because of I think he might be better at leading the line 
away from home. I think he will chase everything down, and I think we might get more scraps out of it with Bio than Ryovic. But I, I don't see Val taking Ryovic out of the team after the two goals he got last week. Um, so, yeah, that, that would be my starting lineup. Just one change, just Martins in for Espria. That's that's very, very interesting. Um, and you mentioned there Espria obviously getting a call up to Colombia. They played Brazil. We're all looking forward to a nice midnight treat of João Pedro against Yasser Espria. And, you know, despite what the report said, Espria didn't actually get on. I saw quite a few tweets saying that Espria <laughs> got the assist for uh, for one of the goals, but he didn't. So, yeah. Uh, and you mentioned there he travelled all that way. Um, I feel sorry for Edo Kayembe. He made the trip. He obviously plays for uh, the Dominican Republic of Congo. They played uh, Mauritiana and won 2-0. Didn't get a sniff, didn't get any minutes. And then they played away at Sudan and lost 1-0, and also didn't get any minutes. So, uh, yeah, he's travelled all that fucking way. I've not even got on a pitch. Um, but, yeah, uh, one last score prediction here. Mark has said Leicester 2, Watford 1. That is a scoreline which resonates very, very much so with me in terms of Watford against Leicester. I will take a 1-1. He's gone Ryovic. So, he's saying that Ryovic is uh, he's going to... Uh, He's gonna he's gonna bag and uh, I'm here for it. And it's interesting that you've gone with Bio up top as well. But we are not the managers yet. Our time will come, I'm sure, as Watford <laughs> managers. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have to see what uh, what team Val selects come two o'clock on Saturday. You're gonna be watching the game then. I'm not going to be able to watch the game this weekend. Um, so I'll obviously watch all the highlights and stuff. Um, Sunday morning or Saturday evening, whenever it is. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a good thing I'm not watching Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not doing anything this weekend. Uh, it, we're, 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 we're staying in because the weekend after we'll be in New York. So we don't want to don't want to get ill or, you know, knowing my luck, trip over and break my fucking arm and both legs or something. Um, so being just extra cautious. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, uh, I've got the theory. <laughs> yeah, basically. I've got the beer in. I've, I've, I've got a feeling I'm going to need a few. Uh, luckily, I've got a crate in, so I'll uh, I'll get through as many of them as I can whilst watching this game. Um, but yeah, just um, two more things before we go. Um, firstly, thank you very much for voting on the poll that we did. Um, I'll be honest, we were meant to put out a, um, a podcast with an ex-Hornet. I'm not going to name his name. He wasn't able to make it, and that's fine. We, we're not slagging him off at all. He had to travel sort of last minute. Uh, we are looking at getting him on, though. We're not sure when that's going to be, but we are looking at getting him on. So apologies if you were waiting for that ex-Hornet interview and it didn't come. But, um, yeah, we put a few polls out. Just wanting to basically know what you guys are thinking and, and how you're watching or what you want to see and everything else, and all your feedback's appreciated. Um, and, you know, we, we take it on board and we, we're trying to make the podcast as best as it can be every episode. Um, and, yeah, we, we just want to be the best that we can for you guys because you guys take your time out to watch it. So, you know, we, we want it to be the best that it can. So thank you for doing that. Uh, and then secondly, I'm not going to name the date, but we've all agreed to a date, all five of us, where we're going to be recording our Christmas special podcast that will be available for you to download and to watch on either the 23rd or the 24th. I've not decided yet. 
uh, we'll see how Christmassy we're feeling and how generous we're feeling as opposed to when that comes out because we are playing on the 23rd. Uh, I think we're we're away at Blackburn. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, and there's going to be a match day vlog uh, coming out. The next one's going to be Preston because me and Cam are going to the Preston away game, which is the 16th of December. Um, but, yeah, that's all we've got time for tonight. Thank you very, very much for uh, for tuning in as usual. If you love, if you like this video, don't forget to drop it a like. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. But till next time, stay safe and come on, yawns. Sports Social Podcast Network.